Why, hello, friends. You're listening to the Tabletop Tales, stories told collectively around, well, a table. My name is the Melody Keeper, and I am singing a story, and it is known as the quest for the best song. Hmm. You see, in our story, the four heroes return from the sewers of King's Point with a very powerful letter, one revealing the true identity of our Crispin Wisperix. They plan ahead their next move over a beautiful, wrinkled map. <laughs> our sweet halfling map keeper orients our party. Actually, wait, wait it, it looks, looks like, like there, there is, is a shrine or something carved into these cliffs on the map. It's kind of close to Grawl and Griddle's oasis. Let's hmm. say we head back to Grawl and Griddle's, maybe check out this shrine down here and see if we can't scale these cliffs. If not, we'll take the long way around and pay tribute to Vias's old hometown. Good plan, Willoughby. West it is, towards the black cliffs of soot. in front of the gate to the keep. Okay. Well, you guys want to head into town square? Yeah. What do you say we take a day? Mm. Go through town. Buy and sell. Honestly, we've been really just going. I feel like we've earned an, an us day. I got 300 gold ready to just blow. I start walking toward town square to see what I can see. Same. Nice. So you start heading in town, and uh, you start getting to the, the center, and this is a great grand bazaar, unlike you've ever seen before. It looks like four times the size as the one at Alchemorth, and you see people selling literally everything from jewels to jewels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you kind of glance over at the guy who's selling it, and he's like, yo, what's up, bro? Seth immediately walks over and says, what's up, bro? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saji. Uh, yo, you got any mango, bro? Yo, bro, I got mango pods. They get a little bit expensive, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got that, you know, that King's Point mandated law, no more mango pods. They're saying that, you know, those Shit. halflings, little tieflings and stuff, you know, and they're getting, like, addicted and stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can't trust them. Um, but you, but you sell them, yeah? Nah, yeah, G, what's up? Um, how much for two? Oh, uh, two? Uh, yeah, let's see. It's, uh, it's 20 gold. Cool, man. I, I give you 20 gold. No, sick. Yo. So Thanks, he, bro. He gives you two, um, <laughs> two vials of mango juice cool. that have an addictive chemical inside. Great. <laughs> ah, gee, you need, a, you need a jewel too, I see. Ah, shit. No, I got something, bro. Oh, and cool. I put it in my uh, black skull pipe and just light it up. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, no problem, G. Come back soon. What else do we see? <laughs> Glancing around, you do notice a big shop 
on the uh, side of the main strip with the big Druidic logo on the side. Hey, there's the Druid shop. Heard so much about this place. I'm gonna head that way. And I go in. <laughs> nice, you go in. Welcome to the Druid shop. What hey. brings you to King's Point Druid shop? We have all the bells and whistles you could want. Well, I am a Druid myself. Ah, uh, yes, of course, you're a Druid. Honestly, do you have somebody who can make armor out of scales? Yeah, look at him. <laughs> oh, I should have known. Yes, what do you need? I can make scale armor, scale beds, scale teeth. What do you need? I uh, I pull out my 15 feet of green snake skin. Ooh, and I say, skin. you think you could make like a scale male skirt mm, out of this? Male skirt of chain link scales. Hmm. Yes, I, I think I can actually. Will be eighty gold for a for a skirt of this nature. Okay. How about I give you ninety gold? Ah, I like this. Throw in six naga scales, Ooh. and maybe you make me some naga scale pauldrons for my shoulders. Hmm. All right, a bundle deal. I can't refuse. Yes, I will accept. I give him all my scales. <laughs> nice. He goes into the back, and then you hear a bunch of like magic and hammers hitting the ground. He comes back out with this kilt. Mm. He infused it with magic. Okay. So you can do one more wild shape per day. <sighs> Holy shit. And then he also comes back with these Naga scale pauldrons. Booyah. Your pauldrons increase your armor class by one. Wow. I put on my skirt and I, I look at, did I catch his name? Ah, my name you speak of. <laughs> yes. Ha. My name is Cupshin. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know. That's the best I could come up with. Yeah. Anyway, what's everybody else doing? Yeah, so I walk into where the middle of the action is, and I stand there for a long time looking around at all the people going about their day and buying things and selling things and looking at the families with the parents, and I look to see specifically if there's any children around. Yeah, there are a lot of children. They're begging in the streets. I go over to one of the children, and I kneel down to him on the street. Excuse me, sir, do you have any food? I pull out an apple oh. and a grapefruit that I slice in half and hand to that child. Oh, mister, thank you very much. And I go to the next child and hand him an apple and a slice of grapefruit, and I make my way down until I've run out of food. Are there any other children that I haven't fed yet? There's one child that you left that you haven't fed. <laughs> He is a half-orc, and he's brandishing a wooden scimitar. Hey, mister, are you a fighter? <laughs> I kneel down to him, and I put my hand on his shoulder and look into his eyes, and I say, son. Yeah? My boy. Uh-huh. I hope that life does not require of you to become a fighter. No, I want to be a big old fighter like you, mister. But if it does, I want you to do good. Mm. And I hand him one of my daggers. I hand him a toy zebra. Wow, a toy zebra. And I walk back into the crowd. I see that that was a big moment for Glonk and that he's pretty down. And I walk up to Glonk and I put one healing hand on him, which doesn't do anything now, but it's just more warmth than usual. Mm. Just to say, hey, I'm here and you're not alone kind of thing, but I don't say anything. I don't say anything back. As I bust out of the druid shop and scream, look at my new kilt! <laughs> oh, shit! As the camera pans to Crispin. Um, 
So my first move is I want to try to find a smith. Yeah, you go down and you see King's Point Smithy, and it's kind of a in more of a shady spot of town. I'm into it. I walk in. Greetings, Mr. Smithy of the King's Point. Greetings there, lad. Come into my smithy, are you? Oh, you sound like you've been in this profession for a long time. Aye, <laughs> name's Arden Hackshield. Well, tell me, Mr. Arden Hackshield. I am but a humble dragonborn, donned with my clan robe. But I, uh, between you and me, I've been seeing a lot more action these days. <laughs> me and you both. <laughs> oh, he kind of winks at you. I was wondering if a talented smithy like you in a glorious town like King's Point would be able to... Maybe thicken this whole clan's robe of mine. Hey. Arborize mm. it a little bit. Arborize, yes. And I place down 17 Hydra scales on the table. Ooh. Oh, Hydra scales, lad. I hadn't seen the likes of these in quite some time. Like I said, I've been seeing a lot more than I thought I'd be seeing lately. Hey. All right, lad. What do you want me to do? Uh, just, just weave them into this here uh, robe? Yes. It's yes. going to be tricky. Uh, how much gold do you have? Usually I charge quite a pretty penny for these. Well, I've got gold. You got gold, lad. But between you and me, I know these days around the forge and the smithy, the hot fires. I see from the blisters on your hands, your hands ache. And your back is starting to arch a little more as the 30 plus years of this profession are starting to set in on you. And uh, I know something that helps at the end of the day. Something like this. Bottle of Nagasaki on the table. Nice. <laughs> Nagasaki. I propose a trade. One bottle of Nagas finest shaki for this armorized clan robe of mine. Make a persuasion check, considering you have 28 bottles of this stuff. Oh. Um, two. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, I'm always down to trade a little uh, weapon for this kinds of things, too. Do you have any weapon to throw in? Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll just throw in my dagger. You got a deal, lad. <laughs> well. All right, uh, let me just go into the back here. I'll uh, whip you up this here robe. Uh, I'll have to ask you to take your clothes off. And I just kind of, like, drop the robe. As we finally see, like, what Crispin Whisperics looks like. What does he look like? Like, kind of like Crazy Frog, almost. (laughs) (laughs) With like a little round belly, super skinny, elbow wrinkly arms, like bluish gray hue. And I throw him the robe and I just say, I'll be back when you're done. And kind of like, just out the door. (laughs) Awesome. So he's uh, working away on that. You leave as uh, the trumpeteer of the... King's Guard. As you seeing see King uh, Jeremoth Stormsbane co- come in. Ho ho! King's Point's heroes returned. First they calmed the storm in season, and now I can only assume they are responsible for saving this fine city from our rat infestation stations. I bow my head. What is your name again, child? I am Captain Glonk Dawkins. Glonk! Yes, I remember it well now. now. Well, to honor these heroes, we shall name this month Glonktoberfest. <laughs> and a festival accordingly. I have slipped into my humanoid costume 
so I just look like a regular King's Point citizen, and I start trying to rile up the crowd. We should build them a statue! <laughs> nice, good idea! Person of my city! We should give them safe passage to the cliffs! <laughs> we should give them safe passage to the cliffs, cliffs, cliffs! And we should give him the marking of the king! <laughs> yes! We shall commemorate them! In rings! Rings! Oh, the entire uh, audience and Crown's people, all 40,000 of them now. Holy shit. Boosh! <laughs> <laughs> applause. As immediately the builders are starting to build a statue in that very spot, <laughs> and a knight approaches you and gives you each a ring with a king's crest on it. Cool. Yeah, and now guardsmen are surrounding you, saying like, oh, well, we're here to give you safe passage wherever you need to go. Just let us know when you need to leave. Hell yeah. I approach the builders and say, no statue of mine will outsize the statue of my father. Is that a challenge? It's a request. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, you have the ring, you have the rules. So uh, you guys have now all met up in the middle of uh, the square. Ah, oh, I almost forgot, lad. You see this big brute of a sweaty man kind of walk through the crowd. You forgot to pick up your Hydra cloak. Pardon, my old pal. Slide into my cloak and just kind of strut around. Yeah. Ooh. Does this up my armor class yes. at all? Yes, what do you have right okay. now? 12. Uh, so it goes up to uh, 14. Okay, cool. And it also, uh, when you give out a bardic inspiration, you can give out uh, another one. It splits it. And you can send two bardic inspirations now. Freaking hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys got any more business in town, or should we yeah, take our entourage and head to the Black Cliffs of Soot? Yeah, I'm good here. What do you say that we give it a rest for tonight and set out for the cliffs tomorrow morning? I think we go check the bar and see if they named any cocktails after us. Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to head in for tonight. Mm. Let me know how the bar is. All right, so the stop in? Yeah, we can say hey to Lurigan while we're there. That's true. To the stop in. <laughs> we'll catch up to you later, Glonk. So Glonk heads to the Pillar Falls, and the rest of you go to the stop in and start drinking. Got to Crispin, Willow, and Seth hangover montage. <laughs> yeah. Dancing on the bar. <laughs> I'm trying to do like handstands with my wings, but I keep falling on my hands. <laughs> Throwing knives. Seth passes around his jewel and we're just crossfaded to hell. Just gone. We don't remember any of it. <laughs> Hey everybody, it is me, Chris. Listen, today our sponsor uh, that we've partnered with is Trials of the Apocalypse. They are an actual play podcast that presents one-shot stories in a variety of Powered by the Apocalypse tabletop role-playing games. So we're going to hear from them. All right, Trials of the Apocalypse, take it away. Greetings from Trials of the Apocalypse. Trials of the Apocalypse is an actual play podcast telling one-shot stories in a variety of Powered by the Apocalypse games, rotating players and systems each time. More and more with every new arc, we tightly edit and master our audio, injecting it full of music and sound effects to immerse you in the story. Our stories are full of badass characters. I don't rinse the shotgun from oh, his hand. Oh, you cut his arm off. I take his hand. Complicated relationships. You feel a certain level of familiarity with it as the ghost chokes out the word brother. No! 
and lots of friends having fun. The door swings slowly open. Diana, will you stop doing that? (laughs) We're trying to be stealthy right now. Every arc is independent from the others, so you can go back and listen to previous games in any order. Or come and join us for our newest, playing The Watch, a low-fantasy military drama of four femme-of-center heroes battling their own inner demons as they fight to push back the dark and manipulative forces staining their land. Find us in your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Trials of the Apocalypse. See you there. Literally amazing. I listened to the show, and honestly, one of my favorite things about the show is they have a lot of great sound design and environment design, and their score is honestly awesome. Trials of the Apocalypse is available on all podcast platforms and on Twitter at T-O-T-A podcast. They also have a link tree um, for show notes and social media sharing. So it's linktr.ee backslash T-O-T-A podcast. Give them a listen. They are an awesome crew. So thank you, Trials of the Apocalypse. And now back to the four heroes. Yeah, yeah. you wake up the next morning to a minor illusion of Crispin drunkenly playing the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you guys kind of go downstairs as you uh, meet Glock. Alone. Alone. All right. And I get up and walk out the door. As you exit, you uh, see two guards kind of guarding the inn. As they're like kind of... <laughs> yes, ready to go? Here, heroes. Uh, yeah. We go west to the Black Cliffs of Sud. Black Cliffs of Sud, all right. All right, there we go. Onward! All 40 of the guards kind of... (laughs) On the way out of town, I stop by the stables and grab my zebra. Yes, so you grab the zebra, and it it releases a... (laughs) In the excitement. I wordlessly brush my hand through his mane and, and get on him and ride out into the desert. As you uh, get closer and closer to the view of the uh, oasis, you guys uh, come to a scene of brittle gardening outside. And uh, (laughs) Grawl is on the inside. You can kind of see him through the window as he's baking something inside. So I I look up at Glonk on his zebra and I say, hey man, do we want to try and just avoid this? (laughs) Pretend we don't see him and just go straight past? Or do you feel like we gotta stop in? I look down and say, I could use some bread. I trot up to the the white picket fence. And you see Grittle, boys, just just doing a bit of gardening here. What brings you back to my oasis here? Hello, Grittle. It's really great what you're doing with the place. Why, thank you. I, I, I take pride in my here garden. Say, so, can we come in and have a <laughs> have a drink and some bread? Oh, well, certainly. I, I believe Grawl's got some bread coming out of the oven uh, uh, right now. Yeah, I got enough for 40. <laughs> he looks Boy. behind you. Hup, 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 hup. Uh, 
uh, oh, the, 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 the king's god. Kind of gets a little nervous. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. The king's god. Yes, yes. I lean down and say, it's okay. We'll just stop in and they'll stand outside. I, I get nervous for the king's god. They, they, they don't like us that much. Yeah, I can tell. I'd hitch up my zebra to the picket fence and swing open the gate and walk through the garden into the house. I cast Druidcraft on Gretel's garden and make all the flowers bloom. Huh. Uh, how did you do that? Oh, uh, old party trick. And I tap him on the back and I walk in. Splendid indeed. Uh, just, just, c- c- come on in. Yeah, yes, yeah, all of you, come on. He invites you inside and growls there. Grawl, good to see you again. Ah, Glonk, good to see you, mate. What are you cooking today? Well, we got bread. Load of bread. Mm. Got some scones. Got a... Uh, and a big old birthday cake. A birthday cake? Oh, yeah. It's Griddle here's birthday. Today? <gasps> Griddle! Today, yep. Big old Griddle's birthday. He points over to like a calendar and like big circle day. <laughs> you know, and today it says Griddle's birthday. <laughs> oh, we had no idea. Well, happy birthday, Griddle. Oh, th- thank you very much. Kind of <laughs> kind of caught off guard. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, well, happy birthday. And I pull out my growler of wandering dough ale and said, oh, I've been saving this for just the right time. There you go. Hey, uh, I haven't had this since we, we got off that ship uh, back in Oakshire. I walk up and pop a rat cigar in his mouth and just like <laughs> pat him on the back and say, damn. Thank you. A toast. Uh, a toast. A toast. A toast. A toast. As I hold up one eighth of my bread. <laughs> yeah. To our oldest mutual friends. To the goblin with all the spunk. Griddle! 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 To Griddle! Me! As y'all drink. Hey, all right, thanks for stopping by to my little party. Yeah, we gotta head on our way. Say, uh, anything unusual been happening in, in uh, this part of the this part of the world? Well, well I will say, this, this strange man came by. Uh, he was cloaked, and uh, he was coming from King's Point and left this book here. Uh, <laughs> fell out of his pouch on the, on, on the way over here. Uh, it talks about a shrine or something, but uh, feel feel free to look through it. It's it's all yours, really. Here, let me see it. Crispin loves books. You like books? Well, well here, take the book, please. Yes, it's, it's all yours. I'm a book guy. I don't even look at the title and look on the back, and it says, if found, return to DuPont. <laughs> and I just stare ahead. How soon did you say he was here? Yeah, yeah, he, he passed by maybe about 48 hours ago. Uh, um, uh, he was wearing this really dark cloak, and, uh, well, well, me and Grohl, we... We hit out back, and well, we were in the shadows because well, we didn't we didn't want to cause a ruckus, and and then we saw him drop that book, and he went that way towards the shrine and disappeared. This shrine? And I pull out my map and point. Yeah, that shrine. And he just points out the window. I look out the window, and there's the shrine. Shrine about like a hundred, like a football field away, but you can see it oh, from wow. where you are. Hey. Ah. There's the shrine. Yeah, that's it. Yep, that's the shrine. Yep. Thanks for coming in, you guys. Uh, this is, this really made my birthday rememberable. Rememberable. <laughs> Anytime. Happy birthday. Give him a teardrop pin. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Before you leave, here's a few loaves of bread. Thank you. One's rosemary, one's honey bread. Mm, really good stuff you got. Uh, <clears throat> thank you very much, mate. I think you found your calling, girl. You know what? You kind of... Takes off his apron, folds it up nicely. I think I have. Oh. You know, my bread makes people around me happy. My best mate Griddle is happy. What more reason to be happy could I need? Mm, that's 
That's a good way to look at it. All right, piss off. (laughs) (laughs) That's the growl I know and love. (laughs) I chuckle and head out the door. Yeah, so I guess we head out to reunite with our king's guard of 40 men and head over just a little bit to the shrine next door. (laughs) Crispin, what did that book say? Hmm. Natura's Desert Shrine and its secret. Although a great place to pray and worship, there are magic properties to the shrine in the desert. The dwarves figured out the four Natura loves and made a song on the spot that rhymed and played it in the temple. So we gave her our special dwarven item. We saw it fitting to leave such a thoughtful gift. And then we have Natura's favorite words. There's four of them. Sword, garden, green, and thinking cap. So it seems like we need to get into this temple, play a song that we make up on the spot. Sounds like your area of expertise. Hmm. And we go to the shrine. (laughs) Yeah. sand kind of starts to turn gray and black as it gets closer to the cliffs. So it's this big black stone statue, as black as the cliffs that's right behind it. And then there's like this little arch doorway. And these cliffs are so tall, like mountain height. And it's chiseled out of the earth. And it looks like Natura. That's Natura, the the goddess of nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Glonk, looking curiously around, goes into the arch. Does everyone follow? Sure. Yeah. Crispin so, sits down. There's a little bench. Cross-legged on the bench and just kind of shuts his eyes. As the rest of the party goes inside, the rest of the party sees a blue and green lit room with uh, like etchings on the wall of Natura's teachings, things like that. There's an images of this like wooden sword. There's this image of um, a little green flame. There's an image of like a garden all over the place. And then there's a big thinking cap. <laughs> and then there's a big doorway on the other side. And in the doorway, there's these little orifices that seem to collect sound, like big discs. Hmm. It sounds like we got to use these four words, sword, garden, green, and thinking cap, to write a song on the spot that rhymes Mm. in order to open a way through the cliffs. Mm. I walk back outside and approach Crispin on the bench and say, hey man, I think we need your help with this. I appear to be meditating. Crispin? Crispin. I don't move. Oh, okay. Suddenly, the air gets very cold and the sky goes dark as this icy magic swirls around in the air. And I walk up to Crispin and I shake him. We got trouble. Crispin still doesn't answer. And all of the eyes of the King's Point Knights suddenly turn to this pale blue color as they draw their spears and swords and point them toward Crispin's bench. I turn around and I, I flash my King's Guard ring and I say, remember? Look at this! Their eyes roll to the back of their head and they say, Frost Mage. Oh, shit. And all their swords are engulfed in this blue flame. This is where we make our stand. I hop on my zebra and say, To me! We run to him. And we we all three charge into the knights. Roll for initiative. 
14. 10. All right, the troops have sectioned themselves off into groups of 10. Okay, so the first up is one of the groups of 10. All 10 of them just start charging at Glonk. And they deal nine damage to Glonk. <laughs> wow. All right, uh, we're gonna go to the other set of troops and they look over at Willem. As they just all like ready their spears, they get close together and they just like charge forward at you. They're gonna deal, they deal four damage. Ow! Next up is Willem. After they attack me, I leap up into the air onto the shoulders of the knights, and I'm kind of hopping from one knight to the next one until I get to Glonk. And I take one last hop and slap him on the shoulder, and I cast Bark Skin on him, which makes his skin turn to thick tree bark, and it bumps his armor class up to 16. Wow. Sweet. We go over to Seth. Yeah. I'm going to take out one of my mini explosive barrels. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of like crack it open and just take two big handfuls, but I throw the gun powder into the crowd and then I take one of my torches and throw it up. Ooh, sick. Go ahead and make a ranged attack and try to hit the gunpowder with the torch. Yeah, 12. You throw all this gunpowder and then you light it. Roll for damage, dude. Here we go. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Explosion. You've taken out nine of that 10 person troop as one of them is just kind of like on the ground trying to get himself up with one of his uh, swords. Yeah, I'll walk over to the other guy and uh, take my sickle right up to his neck. I know you're in there, Frost Mage, and we're coming for your ass. And then I slit his throat. Yeah. <laughs> As you slit his throat, he releases this. <laughs> now it is uh, Glock's turn. Great, so I charge into the battalion that's right in front of me on my zebra, kicking front and forward to see if I uh, hit anybody. A 22 to hit. No, that hits. You tell the zebra to like kick up its hind legs as you just <laughs> you hit all 10 of them square in the jaws as you got rid of another troop. Mm -hmm. So then I whip around to the second to last troop, charge in there with my two swords slashing. 17. So you just cut through an entire group of 10 soldiers, leaving only one group of 10 left. Willip, it's your turn. Okay, so I'm sprinting into the last group of knights, and because I'm so short, I'm just kind of weaving through their legs until I'm in the middle of the whole group, and I cast Thunder Wave. A wave of thunder blasts out from you, and the knights all make constitution saves to resist it. And they fail. Hell yeah. All right, it deals uh, nine damage and it pushes them all 10 feet away from me. The blast kills nine of the 10 guards and the last one gets thrown back through the air and lands right in front of Crispin's bench. Oh. I open my eyes and grin. And I literally just unsheath my banjo from behind my back and <laughs> <laughs> He kind of does like a twirl and falls over as you see all this magic soul vapor go up into the sky and then dissipate this big dark cloud that was once above you. And I walk over to the, the 40 dead bodies. I pull out a vial from my herbalism kit and I hold it. And then I pull out the recorder of souls. Oh. Okay. And I play it, hoping to, to harvest the innocent souls from the bodies that were corrupted by the frost mage. You see 40 souls just sit up from these uh, these bodies as they all just start to float towards your vial. 
and I slam the cork onto the vial. Nice. As you successfully capture 40 King's Guardsmen souls. Wow. So I cork it shut, and I put the flute back on my back, and I hold the vial up to my mouth and whisper to it, I will protect you from the Frost Mage's corruption. I swear it. And then I slide the vial into a loop on my belt next to the other vials of the souls of the Zarakir slaves and the Oakshire children. And so I'm surveying, making sure everyone's dead. Turn and look and see Crispin now standing up holding his banjo. And I hop down off the bench and just walk in through the arch. I trot back over to him and go inside. All you guys go inside and uh, there's this bench that is inside that's facing directly at the door. I kind of just walk in and sit cross-legged on the bench and I light my candles just around the bench and just kind of sit there looking around for a little bit. We're like holding our breath. Yeah. Yeah. Standing behind him. Please gather round, you warriors like, I know I am no lord. Take this time to rest and hear, put down your shield and sword. The sword on the wall suddenly begins to glow with a bright green light. much we've seen too few we've taken near and far them the truest gift to give and grow is much to find a garden engulfed in a green light on the wall is the mural of a lush garden it's happening he's doing it If humor fails, and heartbreak ails, and paths remain unseen, hold on for life, dear butterflies, and land on what is green. The green flame is now burning bright, and only one more image remains unlit on the wall as the door in front of you starts to rumble. broken sphere, a brown cigar, a father, wrinkled mouth, the wonder in togetherness, no need for thinking cap. The thinking cap flashes to life as all four murals are now filling this tunnel with this bright green light, and the doors rumble even more as Crispin finishes his song. Wow. door just slams open. You see these green flames start to light up the side. And it's like this big 
tunnel that is like lit up in flame and you can see it go on what seems like forever. But right on the other side of this door is this altar with something on top of it. I think Natura liked your song, Crispin. That was beautiful. I smile and shed a tear and approach the altar. Yeah, so you go in further and further and you get up to this altar and you see this liar sitting there. Mm. But you see it has been broken. Damn it. Who would do such a thing? I walk up to the broken liar and reach out to grab it. Just as you grab it, everything else behind you just freezes in time. And um, you hear this voice come over your head as you're the only one who is now moving in your world, Crispin, as you hear. (laughs) So you found the liar I broke, did you? Well, no one else can hear me, just me and you. Looks like uh, I've tracked you this far. I knew you were going here, so uh, decided to break the liar before you guys, uh, guys could use it. So, uh, well, if you want to find me, feel free to come to the arena, but uh, bring your biggest swords and your biggest weapons, because uh, you're going down. What is your name, apparition? <laughs> uh, we met before. We met before. You'll know who I am soon enough. You can just call me uh, Hand of the Frost Mage. How about that? Hand of the Frost Mage. <sighs> what of the other half? Ah, the other half, could. Good question. See, I have the other half, but feel free to find me at the arena. You have done a great injustice to this world and to the things that we creatures hold dear. See, uh, that's not how I see it, though. You see, um, I see it. I'm ridding the world of this, uh, this here evil, despicable beings. You of which are one of them. So, uh, like I said, I've been tracking you this entire journey. I know every step along the way that you guys have taken. I'm watching all of you. So I know. You're gonna walk your little uh, feet all the way up to this arena, and you're gonna try to take what's yours, but really it's mine. We'll see about that. And I turn around. The rest of your surroundings then just go back into reality as the three of you, all you saw was he just picked it up. The other half of the liar is at an arena. He's taken by somebody that we've met before. He calls himself the Hand of the Frost Mage. He is the other half of the liar. He doesn't think that we can find him, defeat him, and repair it. Is there an arena on the map? Yes, there is. How do you know this? Did you not hear? When I picked up the lyre, a a voice spoke to me for a few moments. You like just picked it up, dude. Whoa. There's an arena uh, just north. If we we follow this path and we head north, we can get to Arena Negras. And if the dwarves themselves forged this lyre, perhaps we can find them at Magmaton to repair the two pieces. Ooh. I like the way you're thinking, Willop. Only one way to find out. I grab the reins of my zebra and head down the tunnel. beautiful song, a haunting voice, and a broken instrument. Hmm. An injustice indeed, Crispin. If you are enjoying this story as much as I am, please help me reach other guests like you by sharing this podcast with your friends and rating or reviewing us. You can follow the Tabletop Tales on Instagram and Reddit at underscore the tabletop tales, on Twitter at underscore the tabletop, 
or on Facebook at The Tabletop Tales. Or you can just visit our website, www.thetabletoptales.com. I would now like to welcome a new guest around our tabletop. This movement is brought to you with the loving help of Alex Tier. Thank you, Alex. You are now known by name by the Melody Keeper. If you would like to be known by name by the Melody Keeper and become a part of this podcast, or perhaps would like to partake in dear Harpbordian treasures, like curated recipes, songs from our worlds that have not yet been heard, or even untold stories that appeared to have been lost. I suggest you look further upon our Patreon page, where many exciting Harbornian treasures await you. Find it at patreon.com backslash thetabletoptales. Now... In this movement, our dungeon master was John Fusner. Seth was played by Drew Baumel. Crispin Wisperix was played by Chris Chaput. Glunk Dawkins was played by Cam Marigold. Willow Willowbelly was played by Kyle McCann. Additional voices by Chris Chaput and John Fusner. Sound editing by Kyle McCann and Cam Marigold. Sound design by Kyle McCann. Movement mixing by Drew Baumel. Score mixing by Cam Marigold. Original score by Christopher Chaput and John Fusner. We will see you next time at the Tabletop.